Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of the chat podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a Southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus. Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from the website. The chat is also available through iTunes and Spotify. My guest today for the chat is Kathy Grayson. Kathy is a mother, grandmother, and along with her husband Brad, are owners of Grayson Property Management here in Columbus, Indiana. We'll be right back to have a chat with Kathy. Welcome to the chat, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Oh, I've been looking forward to having you come and have a chat and just get to know more about your walk with Christ. Oh, thanks. Will you start by telling us about your family? I will. Um, I'm married to Brad. We've been married almost 43 years. Uh, Our daughter, Erica's 40, and then Neil's 38, and Pat is 35. So you have three children. I have three children. You were quite a busy lady at one time, At one you? time, yes. <laughs> well, will you tell us a little bit about your work you've been involved in? We have, um, we started Grayson Property Management about 44 years ago. Mm-hmm. So a year before we actually got married, Brad was buying property and renovating. We've done it for all this time. We do all kinds of things. We rent, we flip, we buy, we sell. And we do it together. From the beginning? From the beginning. Brad used to take evenings after the kids went to bed and would fix properties. And then uh, when the last one was ready for school and there were no teacher jobs there because I'm a teacher, I went ahead and helped him build the business. Quite an interesting occupation. It, It is interesting because I never thought I'd be doing it. So... But it's been a blessing to our family and to both of us. Mm -hmm. I would think that it would keep you really busy. It is. It is. You definitely have to prioritize your time. And we get better the older we get. So (laughs) will you tell us your testimony? When did you come to know Jesus and have a personal relationship with him? How did that happen? Well, I've, I've been in church all my life. I... I was very um, lucky to be born into a family that went to church religiously 
only that's all I did. I didn't feel like I had a personal relationship with Jesus until about 30 years ago. And it's pretty crazy. We were in an Amway meeting back then. And on Sunday, they always had a service. And they said, if you, you know, want to know Jesus more, come forward. And Brad and I looked at each other and both of us said, I'm going up. So we did go up together. We were saved that day. And then we knew we needed to learn more about Jesus. It wasn't it wasn't just one day you were saved and then um, your life was totally different. So we chose a church that had a lot of um, learning, a lot of classes, and came to know him as really our Lord and Savior and what he is about. And all of that starting at an Amway I know, meeting. pretty crazy, right? <laughs> I bet not many people in the world no. <laughs> can, can say that's how they came to know the Lord. Uh, that that's funny but how just to see how god works even in something in a in an organization you never would think about that happening and you know what was so interesting back then i had no clue that was god working Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i love how you look back on your life and Mm -hmm. you figure oh he was right in the middle of all that yeah so yes Will you tell us what your relationship with Jesus looks like? Can you describe it? Well, um, I pray before I ever get up in the morning. And it's just kind of a short prayer to, you know, be my hands and feet and heart and Mm -hmm. as I go through this day. And then, not every day, but most every day, I have a quiet time with him. I, since all of our kids are grown and gone, it's pretty quiet around the house, and I can go just about anywhere and be with him and praise him and get my Bible open and mm-hmm. read about him. And, of course, we go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We haven't since COVID happened, but looking mm-hmm. forward to going back. Yes, yes. So that's about it. God Has God given you a passion for anything? Actually, he has, um, through our business, I am the one that takes care of going to court. And in our business, there are evictions that have to happen. And where that's not a, a fun thing, a long time ago, I decided that God wanted me to do this and to love these people, mm. even though they had done harm to our business, really, Mm -hmm. by not paying or destroying or whatever they did. But those people are not bad people. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. just, they just have situations. And he pressed upon my heart that they need love because they probably don't get much of Mm -hmm. that out Mm -hmm. in the world. This is probably not their first time that they've had problems. And so... I just love on them. I'm gentle with them. I work it out. In the end, they still need to pay. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we work on it. And it's there. There's no name calling. There's Mm. no being nasty. There's, Mm. you know, I'm just loving them through it. Mm. You're right. 
and people like that who have are on a downturn kind of a thing going on in their lives they still need to be shown love it's one thing to be critical and negative and get your point across in that way and another thing to approach it at like christ would approach it they and they know i'm a christian Mm. i let them know Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know you can turn to jesus if mm-hmm. if your life is not going the way you want it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. What is an area in your life where God is working on you to make you more like him? I, I think uh, I've had a lot of mentoring over the years. Just different. I haven't had just one. I've had many. And it's always amazing to me that people come into your life when you need them mm, there mm. and they provide something to like my walk with Jesus or the situations I'm going through at a specific time. Um, I don't always know their mentors, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as you look back and see, wow, I had no idea. And, you know, and I'm supposed to glean from them what mm. the Lord would want for mm-hmm. me. It's it's the mentoring. Okay. I I can't do it myself really, and so I I love the mentors I've had in my life. Mm, mm. That just shows that where God used them, another person, mm-hmm. then now He wants you to be active in other people's uh, lives. The theme song for the chat is a song called "Stepping Out." Mm-hmm. And this song talks about God wants us to step out of the boat so that he can cause our faith and trust in him to grow. Can you give me an example of when one of those times was? Well, I think um, I've been in BSF for many years. And clear back when I started, I want to say maybe 12 years ago now, um, I was very content to just sit in a class and glean what I could from everyone. And then they asked me to be a door greeter. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that was so my element. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved greeting. I loved hugging those ladies when they came in. And then they asked me to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Um, talking with my sister-in-law, who has been in BSF, and she's been a great mentor over the years. And I said, I just don't know that I can do this. And the one thing she said to me was, you're already doing it. Mm, mm, you you mm. have accepted from BSF and the Lord to be a greeter. This is just a different job. Mm. And I had never thought of it that way. And she said, you know, God will equip you to do this. And I hope he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been a leader for several years, but I love it. I love coming in contact with the women and learning all about them and mm-hmm. what Jesus is to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God stretched you mm-hmm. to step out in faith and to do something that you thought you couldn't do. But I bet you found out differently. That's haven't true. You? I lean on him a lot. 
Sure, sure. And I, full disclosure here, you are my small group leader right, for BSF. And uh-huh. hey, let me tell you, you're one of the best, uh-huh. Kathy. You are one of the best. I am gleaning so much and uh, through observing and just from being in the class, uh, the group uh, with you. So hey, it's working. God knew, what, God knew what he was doing. You're very sweet to say that. Do you have a designated place that you go to to pray? I think most, I don't always, but most often I either end up in the same chair in the living room Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's kind of isolated or at my desk Mm -hmm. in front of my computer because I spend a lot of time there with, you know, daily activities for the business. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. either one of those places. Will you describe what your prayer life looks from before you get out of the bed in the morning until you go to bed at night. What's going, take us through uh, your day of communication with the Lord. Well, first of all, I'm always communing with him. It seems like, I mean, there are situations that come up, but even as I'm driving, Mm -hmm. I'm just talking to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And saying, Lord, what do you think about this? Or, you know, how can this be better? Or, you know, what do you want me to do that I'm not doing already? Mm-hmm. And for his guidance, um, it's it's daily. And mm-hmm. then I pray again before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it starts over the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he talks about praying without ceasing. ceasing. Is mm-hmm. that, does that describe even though you aren't thinking every moment of the day praying but in his presence you are there with him right yes i am i mean he's there with me every step of the way so i talk to him like he's a friend actually Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah all day long do you think that's because he is a friend? He is a friend. Yes, he is. <laughs> His word tells us that he sticks closer uh-huh. than a brother. Right. So that. But it makes a difference, I think, when you have that personal relationship mm. with him. I I never thought of him like that before, but I sure do now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. big difference. When do you think that started? Did that start right at Amway that day? No, no. Um, I think it it was just gradual. Mm-hmm. The more mm-hmm. I learned about him, the more that even though he knew what my life was about, the more that I confided in him mm-hmm. and I took his promises to heart mm-hmm. and then I saw them come true. I mean, it, it makes you trust mm. more. And so it definitely a process. Yeah, yeah, a time. Right. A time process. And the more you do it, the more and the easier it becomes. Don't you find that to be true? And the closer I feel to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about uh, prayers for yourself. Are there any prayers that you pray specifically for yourself each day? I do. Um, Before I get out of bed in the morning, I pray that the Lord will be my hands, my feet, and my heart Mm -hmm. as I go through the day. Mm -hmm. And that 
for me to react to situations during the day in that manner, how he would react. And, um, I mean, it's not always perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but I start, that's the mindset I start with mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. That he is um, right there, right, right. there with right. us. And, you know, sometimes people talk about being, you know, him being in the car with you and sitting mm-hmm. right next door. Well, he is. He is. He is. Just yep. because we don't see him yep. doesn't mean that he's not there because he is there. Right. Well, Kathy, so far, this has been great. I'm so enjoying this. <laughs> but we've got to take a break. So okay. we will finish up on prayer, your prayer life when we get back on the other side. Sounds good. We'll be right back with the chat. We're right back with the chat. I'm speaking with Kathy Grayson, and Kathy is, uh, she and her husband Brad own Grayson Property Management here in Columbus, Indiana. We were just talking about prayer. What does her prayer life look like? And so there's another question about prayer that I would like to ask you, Kathy, and, and that is, if God could only answer Two prayers for you. What would those two prayers be? I think first that um, all of my family would know Jesus, and a lot of them do, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are a few that don't, mm-hmm. and that would be my first prayer. And my second prayer, but right. I still pray it does. Yes, yes, yes. But and God wants us to be praying I know. about what's going on. He's got this in the front of our right. nose because he wants us to be about the father's business. And one of those things is praying for the situations that the world is in right now. You think? I'm I'm always thinking, what are you going to do with this, God? Mm-hmm. Or what why are you making this happen? It's I cannot conceive of a right answer, mm-hmm. and I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I'm just supposed to trust that mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, and I, I do trust, mm-hmm. but you have to still wonder yes. along the way. You're a human being. Sure. We're human beings, yeah. and that's part of our makeup right. is to wonder. It's when we get to thinking about it too much and trying to figure it all out. That's right. what God does not want us to be doing. Yeah. And still be a Christian in the midst of it all. I mean, when you encounter people with different ideas and, you know, opinions and still be the Christian, I'm supposed to be through all that. Yes. Yes. The example of Christ Mm -hmm. through it all, whatever's going on through it all. That's what he wants us to be doing. Let's look at your devotion time now, Kathy. Okay. Okay. You know how important it is. For us to have a devotion time every day. What does your devotion time look like? Usually in the morning. um, Sometimes it's like mid-morning because after morning prayer, then I I need to get into office work. But it's a good break for me to take a break from that and then go into praise and thank you and worship Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ and what he's done to my life. Um, I use some books. I use your book. I loved 
your book. Oh, thank you. I read every page and I I thought I this is so cool because I've gotten to know you better through your book. <laughs> and I didn't know some of those things. Hmm. Um but I don't use one specific thing outside mm-hmm. of the Bible. I'll just pick up some little devotionals or like your book or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever happens to be mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I like about devotions is that the books, they're normally bite size. Right. And they each have a scripture. They start with a uh-huh. scripture, and we focus on what God says in that scripture. Do you find that those speak to you? Yes, much more than great big thick books yes. that I have to wade through. Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. they speak to what's going on in my life at the moment, and so I can take that away and do something with it. Yes, yes, and how God <coughs> uses that during your day. Don't you find that to be true? Oh, yeah. How good God is right. to point us, to give us the, the loaf of bread uh-huh. right when we right. are spending time with him so that yeah. we can eat it throughout the day. Right. I agree so much. Mm-hmm. What Do you have a, a devotional that you through the years have specifically received a tremendous amount of food from? Is there one uh, that, um, yeah, that you could suggest maybe that other people buy other than my book Let's put a plug in <laughs> i like for, that for, for the book um, but, but other than my book oh, oh no even let's include my book sure was it did it speak to you Kathy? it did and i had gave it to several people Aww. and Aww. passed it on and told them i didn't want it back i just wanted them to also pass it on to someone I don't really have a set devotional, Mm -hmm. I have to admit. Mm -hmm. I believe you're a woman of obedience, Kathy. I know you well enough to know (laughs) you want to be obedient. And when God wants you to do something, even though, you know, sometimes each of us, we struggle with it sometimes. But you want to be obedient to what God has for you to do. Do you have a life's verse? I have several verses through mm-hmm. my life that I've used and but right now I'm doing 1 Peter 4:8. Okay. Which is about love and um love generously mm. basically. Mm. When when I am in a situation where I probably have an opinion, mm-hmm. um the Holy Spirit just says to me, just love him. Mm. Just love him. Because Nobody else is doing that. They all have their own opinions. So that's what I try to do is just love the people I'm with. Mm. If they ask me to do something, I try to be good and help them mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. But I just try to love them. You know, it sounds to me like it's a lifestyle with you. You were talking earlier about the fact of loving on the people who are having difficulty paying their rent. So, again, here you're talking about loving people, showing them that you love them, showing them kindness and all uh, of that. Was there a special book right now? that is speaking to you or that is a favorite. And a lot of women will say, well, right now my favorite book is. Uh, and so it changes from time to time. Is there one in particular right now that you're really enjoying? Genesis in oh, BSF. Yeah. You're yeah. studying, you are doing that. I know you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, but as God shows us, you know, we'll, just being willing to 
be, take parts out of different books of the Bible. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Um, okay. No, I am doing Genesis, and this is the second or third time I've done it, and I'm always so amazed at how the Holy Spirit speaks to us right where we're at at mm. that moment, mm. because I always glean something different every time I study it. Mm-hmm. Any any mm-hmm. of those books like that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just amazed that He's got it there for me right now where I'm at, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Speaking to you through yes. it. Yeah. Can you give us, oh, let's say two, two of your favorite biblical accounts? Well, I have one. Okay. I, I like a lot of them. Yes. But the one that sticks out in my mind is Sarah. Mm. And um, I know that she dealt with, um, it's not about the infertility or anything like that, but it's it's about when I'm facing something that I think is totally impossible. Mm. Mm. That he's there with me through that. He will get me through it if he wants me to do it. And I can depend on him. He will He will answer my prayer, maybe not in the way I see fit. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he doesn't even answer it. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be forever. Mm-hmm. And he promises to give me strength in the midst of going through it. Um, and the time factor is a big thing. You know, in our society, we want everything right now. Yes. And um, God doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So that is a hard lesson sometimes is just to wait upon what he wants. Yes. And that's hard for all of us. Yeah. that's We all have that in common, don't we? <laughs> we do. Two of your favorite women in the Bible. Well, let's see. I picked Sarah. Golly, we're we're studying so many women right now in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about the one that I'm studying at the moment. Yes. And um, her character and qualities and things that I can emulate from that. Mm-hmm. That... Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I just do it that way. I don't know that I have a super favorite one or anything. There's something we can glean from each of the women right. in Scripture, good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's their, true. B- by their bad example or by their good we example. We've studied a lot of those with bad examples lately. Oh, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yep. right, in Genesis, <laughs> right. right, in Genesis. So, okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about mentoring, and and you touched on it earlier about how mentors have influenced you, and how God expects you now to be a mentor to to other women. Uh, tell us about one of your mentors through the years, one that made the maybe made the greatest impact on your life. Well, the one I'm thinking of was years ago. Um, I just truly felt she had such a connection to God that when I would talk with her or when she would talk with me about faith-type things, mm-hmm. um, one thing she told me years ago, um, marriage is up and down. Mm-hmm. We all know that. And... We had hit a rough spot probably 25 years ago. 
Um, there were some things going on at home with our youngest child, and we just were not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so we did do some Christian counseling, but nothing seemed to be helping. The only thing that helped was that we were determined not to divorce. Mm-hmm. We were determined to do what God wanted us to do. So we did have that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the only thing we built on Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, But, you know, over the years, I had given Brad to God. But like a lot of other things, I also took it back. Mm. And Mm. the controlling thing, and um, it wasn't what I expected, or, you know, things like that. And I remember we were done counseling and not much had changed. And I, I just wasn't sure what to do with that. And so I was talking with my mentor and I said, I don't know where to go from here. And she said, have you given him to the Lord yet? Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, I did that a long time ago. She said, no, I mean, really? Mm Mm-hmm. She said, I mean, the no turning back, you have him, do with what you want with him, um, totally let go. And I had to admit that I thought I had done it, but I knew I had not. So at that point, I just gave him to God and said, I don't know what to do with our situation. And um God worked on him in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. And me too. <laughs> of course, I was the other half of that. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, he worked on our marriage and it's just better now than it ever was before. Mm. And, you know, you think you're in love when you get married and man, at 43 years, mm. it just doesn't get any better. 43 so, years. It's all about God. It's all what he did. Yes, yes. Wow, that. How, uh, Kathy, how many people I deal with in counseling who have are going through rough spots in their marriage and how if they only had a godly mentor to help to guide them out. So I, it's easy for me to see why God would use you to minister and mentor others others who are having rough spots in their marriages my what a tremendous tool god has made you to be able to help others well kathy i'm enjoying this so much and but right now we've got to take another break and so uh let's do that and when we come back we'll talk about maybe some struggles you've had in your life we'll be right back with the chat Welcome back to the chat. We're here with Kathy Grayson, and we're talking about, uh, we were just talking about mentoring. Now, Kathy, you were telling me about your daughter and about the difficulties she has had in pregnancy, getting pregnant. And so you were saying that about the fact that they became foster parents. I think there are a lot of listeners 
who would be interested in hearing about that and hearing how God has worked through that uh, from many different perspectives. Would you tell us about this? Sure. Um, and I guess it's a it's a great time for me to try and be a mentor to her mm-hmm. as she was going through everything. Um, she was married later in life. She and they had tried to have children right after they got married because she and her husband are both later in life. And by that, I mean like 38. Mm-hmm. Um, she went through three rounds of IVF and it's so incredibly expensive mm-hmm. and wrecks havoc on the person that's doing it. And for some reason, it just did not take. Mm-hmm. So the next step was to go into fostering and hopefully get a child from that. Um, they fostered two, and they've all been boys. I don't know. All my grandson, I've got all <laughs> grandsons, and now this, we just kind of laugh. Um, but two of those children went back to be with their mothers, which is really ideal. Um, the third one she got, they actually adopted. Oh. His name is Jace, and um, he's just a delight. He is three now. They've had him since he was one, and uh, smart as a whip, and just, I mean, he's he's ours. There's just no two ways about it. They are fostering another little guy right now that's been with them for a year, and they're hoping to adopt him also, but I, you just never know where that stands as far as the mother goes. Um, I tell you what's so cool is to watch your own kids mm. depend on the Lord. Yes. Yes. And where, you know, during their growing up and everything, you hope you've done the right thing and getting them to the right, you know, um, classes, the right church, the right, and I think you just never really know until they come upon situations where they have to depend mm. on the Lord. Mm. And um, it's just such a blessing to see that in their lives. And they are both Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, of course they're depending on the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's just so cool to see a lot of the foster children that come into homes have situations that's about the only way i could put it they they're not um like a normal child that you carried for 9 months and you've known since they were born um they come with a lot of problems some of them are physical and, you know, I'm just amazed at how she has just picked the ball up and she is the mom. Mm. Even the foster child she has now calls her mom and calls mm. him dad. And, you know, she's there at the dentist. She's there at the doctor. She's whatever needs to be done. And I think it's her calling. Mm. Um as you look back on it and you think, oh, Lord, why did you put them through all this heartache and all that for not conceiving? But she, this is their niche. Mm. 
she has figured it out and they've got plenty of love to go around. Mm. And I mean, we just love them like their own. Of course. So um, anyway, it's really fun to see your kids go through situations and totally depend on the Lord. I thought, yes, they got that from yes, uh-huh. <laughs> growing up. Uh-huh. Have you seen how God has changed them? Oh, yes. Through being a foster parent. The importance, oh, how important yeah. it is for there to be more Christian right. foster homes. That's right. what needs to happen. So, but how has God, how have you seen God change each of them? I think... Um, Of course, the focus is off yourself when you have kids Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think it's even more in their case. Um, They're just very attentive. Mm -hmm. They they don't have the spotlight on themselves at all. They're truly, genuinely concerned about these kids. And I'll tell you, the hardest part is, I mean, they're my grandbabies. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part Mm -hmm. is when they go back to their Mm -hmm. mothers, Mm -hmm. I can't stand not knowing how they are. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know either. Mm -hmm. I mean, she can't help me out in that regard. So we're supposed to love them again while Mm -hmm. we have them and make it a better situation. So when they go back to their parents, hopefully. It's a better situation for them. They were born to do this. They're mm-hmm. they're perfect mm-hmm. for it. And I'm so glad they listened to the Lord and went ahead mm-hmm. with it. Yes. I think about what you were just saying, Kathy, and about let me uh, encourage you as you um, as, as those children come and go from Erica's home that you keep a list of those children and that you bring them before the Lord, just like you do your very own. And, and what's exciting about that is that we don't know how God is going to answer our prayer in the lives of those children as they grow up, but they need to be prayed for. They may not be receiving it in the home when mm-hmm. they go back. And so the importance of you being grandma and grandpa prayers on Mm -hmm. their behalf, I would encourage you and our listeners as well uh, who have been or who are foster parents that you will always remember those children, but keep a list so that the, the things that you are praying for, that you will always have them. You may not know what happens to them or what happens in their life. But I just believe God will be at work when you pray for those children. He will. That is an awesome idea. I hadn't really, I think it's great to just make a list and have it because they may have more. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after a while, some of the memories fade Mm -hmm. because you're so concentrated on the new ones. Mm -hmm. Um, But, that's that's a really great idea. I will do that. Good. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just see prayer in people's lives as mm-hmm. so, so important. That's our lifeline. As followers of Christ, prayer is our lifeline. 
So, uh, so just thought I'd toss that in there. Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, we're going to get ready to take another break, Kathy. And when right. we come back, we're going to talk about struggles that you've had in your life. And so we will be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and we're talking with Kathy Grayson. And we're getting ready now, Kathy, to talk about some struggles you've had in your life. Uh, Would you tell us about some of those? Well, I mentioned our marriage, and, I mean, it's just great now. Um, And it's kind of funny. One other struggle I had was I was baptized as a baby. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, I never really thought I needed to make that public display mm-hmm. of being baptized. And my friends and my family would go through church baptisms. They'd been baptized as babies, but I just never felt the need to do that. And I struggled with that a lot because... A lot of them were saying, why aren't you getting baptized? Well, the church we're in now, um, about seven years ago, I just remember going there on a Sunday, and overwhelmingly, the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to get baptized. Mm. And I thought, but I have been baptized. I I don't need this to know you. And Mm -hmm. they said, no, you Mm -hmm. need to be baptized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, all right. And so I remember going up to our preacher and saying, do you baptize people here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like I was kind of crazy because I had never seen one. And we hadn't been there but a couple of years. And um, he said, why, yes, we do. And so I said, well, could you baptize me? Mm-hmm. And he said, of course. Mm. So it mm. was interesting to me. I don't think it was about me. Of course, it was about the Lord. But so the next Sunday, he stood up and he said, we have someone that wants to be mm. baptized. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have this. And anybody else that would like to be baptized, sign up. Mm-hmm. There were three of us, Mm. and I remember there was a boy that was, I want to say, 18 years old, and he was just so nervous, Mm. and um, I had him go before me, but I was in the back talking with him, and he said, I'm just so nervous. I don't know if I can do this, Mm. and I said, honey, you're going to want to calm down because you're going to want to remember Mm. this. Mm Mm-hmm. The, this is a a big deal, you stepping out and doing this. And when I looked back on that, I mean, I just felt very comfortable about it. I didn't, it wasn't a struggle at all. Mm. It was mm. very much ordained at that moment for me in my life. And I think, okay, that might not have been about me. That mm-hmm. might have been about The other people who went forward Mm -hmm. and were baptized. Mm -hmm. And I think about that a lot. It's not about us sometimes. It's about the others in your circle. 
mm-hmm. of friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's you specifically that God is working through right, to touch those other people or to speak to those others right that maybe are questioning or going through something so you're saying that your struggle was trying to determine whether or not you truly did need to be baptized uh, again right but i i did feel that god wanted me to do that there to make the public display and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was for me Mm -hmm. um i felt very different afterwards you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like my whole life changed or anything like that, but I felt I was his mm. publicly. Mm. And and now I'm, I mean, I'm living like it, hopefully, mm-hmm. but it, it was kind of a turning point for me mm. in my walk. And how God has used you since then to encourage others to not struggle with right. that if that is a struggle of theirs whether or not to be baptized or i think scripture is very clear yeah. i mean there's no struggle with what scripture is saying but our struggle with maybe god and knowing whether or not really that's something he is asking of us or requiring of us you know one of the one of the struggles i had was because i remember my mother saying you know, you shouldn't worry about getting baptized again because you've been baptized. Mm, mm. And I said, but I had no choice in the first one. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I have a choice in the second one. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to this day, she probably doesn't understand why I did it. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Because I did it because I was supposed to do it. Yes. So yes. that was good enough for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And has she accepted that yet? Has oh, she been sure. able to move on from it? Yeah, she has. I have asked you, Kathy, to choose a song that mm-hmm. God has used in your life uh, in, to, to, in a very meaningful way, whether you were discouraged at the time, going through a rough patch or whatever, but God had given to you to listen to throughout your life and you have chosen the song amazing grace Mm -hmm. what a song what a song that is and how that ministers to you and me and everyone else i think right now is a good time for us to listen to the song amazing grace Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
And so why did you pick that particular song? Um, because I'm a wretch, mm. like the song says. Mm. And it was interesting. I, I was very close to my father-in-law, mm-hmm. and that was his favorite song. Mm. And as I mm. looked at the actual words of the song, it just it meant so much. And he and I would talk about that song, and I mean, that was just his absolute favorite i Mm. miss him dearly um i was so much closer to him than i was my own father Mm. so Mm. i had a a great dad a good dad but i was just very close to my father-in-law and so we kind of had that song in common and what a wonderful song i still think of him every day every time i hear it 
<laughs> I bet. I bet. Isn't God good? Oh, my. Isn't God yeah. good? Well, as we get ready to bring this program to a close, Kathy, I would like to give you a minute or two to say anything that you believe God has laid on your heart to say to our listeners, something that will encourage them or or just whatever you want to say. Will you do that? Sure. Um, I think. Uh, one thing I've, I've been thinking about this and, you know, in your life, at least in my life, um, I wasn't always totally on board with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You walk away, there are situations that happen, you become angry, you, but I want to encourage people because that has happened to me to get back in there. Um, he knows that. He's still there with you through mm. through the time that you're not with him. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, what a, what a difference that makes. But just have the courage to start studying again, start reading again, start praying again. Mm. And um, it does make a difference. I mean, I can't imagine my life without him. Mm. And I grieve for those people that don't have jesus in their lives Mm. um so just keep at it and if you fall off get back on what a good message (laughs) for all of us to hear i know it's good for me to hear this as well will you please close our time together in prayer and then after you pray then i'll say a few words okay i'd love to heavenly father Thank you so much for this special time that you've given us to listen to your word, to lift you up, to praise you for who you are. I thank you for Nida, who is stepping out of her boat, doing what you've asked for her from her, and all the the blessings that are coming from. Uh, the radio show, and all the people that are talking about the different situations in your life. In your holy name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Kathy, for coming and chatting with me. Thanks for having me. It's This has been a pure joy. It's been fun. Pure joy. Well, it's been great to hear about how Jesus is active and alive and an everyday occurrence and relationship uh, with him. I would like to thank you listeners, too. I've appreciated your tuning in to this broadcast of the chat with me today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.